Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi. Hi. Hey guys, it's Southern Disgrace. I'm Hillary. I'm Madison. I'm Ellen. And it's spooky season, right? Do we have Halloween cases this week? We have a Halloween case, and um, it has been spooky season since October 1st. True. <laughs> um, Obviously. What are you thinking? But we are in the heart of spooky season now. Um, so, happy Halloween. Happy early yeah. Halloween. Uh, speaking of Halloween, I have been introducing Harper to all of the Halloween classics from my childhood. So like Set Nightmare Nass. on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. <laughs> that, that would be my, that would be sure. No, I, um, you know, we have Disney Plus and I forgot about all of the Halloween Disney movies. And so I've just been like scrolling through those. And of course, Halloween Town. And I was watching that the other day with Debbie Reynolds. And then of course, Hocus Pocus, because you have to watch that a minimum of 10 times during October. Like, I'm too old for that. I don't understand. You don't like Hocus Pocus? Like, I was, I guess, 13 or something when it came out. And I think, like, I was already <laughs> smoking and drinking or something. Because I, I had to miss that cool. Like, I, I don't, I, I, whenever don't he's like, like, oh, my God, it. Hocus Pocus. And I'm like, what You're are you talking about? It? No, I watched it. I'm like, it's just okay. Uh, No, it's amazing. <laughs> I think you just broke my heart. I'm I sorry. Know. I know. I, it's very unpopular opinion. I are the, bo- are the boys into now. Halloween movies? Are they into spooky stuff? Or do you have, like, a limit on what they can watch? <laughs> Me? Yeah. We watch, like, legit scary movies in my house, girl. <laughs> I, the children, too? Grady? Yes. I was freaking out because, you know, we were telling you guys last week about that evil show that's on Netflix. And there's a really, really creepy episode with a VR headset and Madison's son just got a VR headset, and I was like, Mm-mm, "Burn it, throw it out." <laughs> and he got a scary game for it. Have you heard of Fri- Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah. No. You haven't? Okay. It's a. It's like an app for the kids now, and it's it's like based these scary animals, uh, technotronic animals from like Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. Only they call it Freddy's Pizza. Uh huh. And uh, the whole point is to scare the kids, or scare people that are watching it, and so the VR. Like has a bunch of jump scares and stuff, and uh, oh my god, y'all! Have you done it? I, okay, that one doesn't scare me. It's okay. <laughs> there, I, there's you can just go to YouTube on VR and watch like search for scary videos. I did the it one, and it's so cool. Like you're Georgie, and then it's trying to eat you, and then you're in the sewer walking around. You can see the sewer all around you, and then balloons like carry you up, and you what? literally fall down. And I just I like almost died. It was scary. <laughs> We have a VR headset and we actually, Sean got it. It was like the Google version and Sean got it as like part of his promotion when he got a new phone or something a couple years ago. And we like kind of played around with it, but I'm sure by now it's like obsolete because it's a couple of years old. Oculus thing is like insane. I mean, we had the one that you put your little phone into that. That's stupid. This is like VR. Cool. But yeah, I, I we should if you watch Evil, <laughs> you understand that oh my God. you may not want to be adding friends. I'm not letting him add friends because you could add a demon, right? <laughs> I know. I think I'm like Ellen. You've only watched a couple, and I'm almost done. And so I've been like texting Madison separately because I don't want to spoil it for you. But I'm like, oh my God, this is so freaky. <laughs> I need to. I'll probably this weekend. I'll probably 
watch a little bit more of it. Um, Madison, I watched every scary movie under the sun when I was little, like had no, no filter on what I could watch. And I turned out just fine. So Grady's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, totally. I mean, we're totally normal. <laughs> we're, we're seemingly normal. We're Is that seemingly what the... normal podcast? <laughs> we're I seemingly normal it. people that talk about gruesome murders. We're like nice girls. But then all of a sudden we're like talking about gruesome murders. I love it. <laughs> all right. So what state are we headed to? We are in Texas. Um, but I do, the main case is in Texas, but I kind of give y'all a little overview of things that happen all around the country okay. at the end, but the main okay. case is in Texas. Um, but before we start, I'm going to ask you, and I'll see if you can potentially guess what this case is about. What is the best part about Halloween? The best part about Halloween? Yeah. The candy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So when you were little and oh, you wait, trick-or-treated. Oh, Madison. Did you? We can't hear you. Uh-oh. Did you mute? Scary movies. There Hello, you go. Scary that. movies. <laughs> My fat ass candy. <laughs> well, you were right. Yay. <laughs> you were right. Scary movies are the second best part. Um, When you were little and you went trick-or-treating, and this might be more for Madison because she's a little bit older than we were. We are. Um, did your parents like inspect your Halloween candy? Blades. Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> my like my mom like inspected I'm straight it. gangster bitches. Like you, I mean, before <laughs> any parents like made sure anything. Like you, we just literally went trick or treating by ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we rode our bikes anywhere we wanted and played in the woods. I mean, like I was in the '80s. You guys had that life, didn't you? A little bit. A small no. piece, not as like. I didn't go trick-or-treating by myself and like I had a bike and I could like ride around and go play, but it wasn't, I feel like it was not as carefree. (laughs) Definitely not. Like it was, a. so my elementary school was like literally less than a mile away from my house. And it was like a big to do when I got to walk to school with my friends. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah, I I remember those days when uh, there was actual legit, fear that somebody put razor blades. I think there's still that fear. Every year, isn't there like a news story about somebody found a razor blade in candy? Well, yeah. Well, now you're afraid that like they could like have a syringe and like, you know, make a very tiny hole in the candy or something and put something in it, you know? Yeah. Well, I, my mom never um, inspected my candy as far as like, let me make sure this is not been tampered with. It was more of like, did you get any Kit Kats or any candy that I <laughs> right. want to eat? Right. Like, that's, that's normal parent inspection. Yeah, that was her inspection. It was just <laughs> like, oh, I'll take a little bit of this and a little bit of this. Everything else looks fine. You can go for it. Uh, but so this is Poison Halloween Candy, just an urban legend or a true story. Mm-hmm. So starting in the early 70s and lasting, honestly, into Today, the media, police departments, and politicians started warning the public about the possibility of poisoned Halloween candy. The New York Times ran an op-ed column by Judy Klimsrud on October 28, 1970, suggesting that there was a possibility of strangers using candy to poison children. The article mentioned two unconfirmed incidents (laughs) in upstate New York. That's a hard word. (laughs) incidents in upstate New York um, and posted some scary rhetorical questions, which were one was, quote, 
could the plump red apple from the kindly old lady down the block have a razor blade <laughs> hidden inside? Also, who, who hands out apples on Halloween? <laughs> I, I want that who shit. Who eats them? I, well, I eat apples, but I'm not. I don't want. One I don't on want Halloween. them on Halloween. Nor from a stranger. True. But I mean, I'll take candy from a stranger. So, well, duh. There's maybe a total that stranger difference. is concerned about my body mass index and my health. If it's a chocolate caramel covered apple, I will gladly accept that. Will you? I think like it's got to be wrapped. No. To from a yeah, stranger. yeah, yeah, for sure. Prepackaged. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Sold individually. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was meant to be rhetorical questions in the article, um, many people I you were read. About to say what was. What I meant to be rhetorical questions in your story, and like I oh, mean, no. <laughs> interjecting. No, the the plump red apple and the nice old lady down the block. Those were rhetorical questions in the article. That's how they were posed. But people read them and immediately took them as fact, and started freaking out. Oh. Some communities banned trick or treating altogether. Hospitals. Um, in metro areas offered to x-ray candy which i vaguely remember hearing about like, that's like still doing a that. thing i thought yeah yeah um and then I think that's more for big cities than it is for towns like we lived in probably i know you lived in atlanta right yeah but you not know, like my, downtown you were in the metro no no, no 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 but still high alert atlanta child murders and all <laughs> right <laughs> Um, so they offered to x-ray, which like, do you bill that like through insurance? How does that, right. like What's a flat the copay fee? for that? Um, <laughs> and then parent teacher organizations started encouraging fall festivals to replace Halloween. Yeah. So kind of thing. See, that we, we did that. With. Like I didn't do trick or treating when I was little, but we would go to like fall festivals at the church. Yeah. We, when I was, so when Fun. I was like, <laughs> I know. You know, what's super, you know what's super lame? So my brother and sister are several years o- older than me, and they did trick-or-treating when they were little, like old-fashioned trick-or-treating. And then for some freaking reason, when I came along, I didn't get to share in that joy. <laughs> Your but, parents were like, this is too much. Yeah, well, we went to you're the, definitely we went taking to the Harper, fall festival right? in the church gym. <laughs> are you taking Harper? I'm not taking her this year, obviously. Are y'all going to do the that daytime thing at the zoo that they have? We might. I want to do something, but I'm I'm not doing like traditional door to door. If it weren't for COVID, would you have done it this year? I would take her to something, but I, like as a two year old, I don't want to walk her to people's houses. So yeah, okay. more don't. like a trunk or treat. Yeah, or something contained. I'm lazy, Madison. That's why. <laughs> okay, because I mean, I'm we've been like I don't know, like we've been doing it since. The I mean, kids I, went strollers, I, and I then I'd be like holding up the candy because sure. I wanted it too. You know, right, right. I want to do it, but like with her just being two i feel like i want her to be a little bit older before we start you know knocking on people's doors yeah. when she can walk she can <laughs> knock on the door and get you some candy Harper, girlfriend. you can't speak in full sentences all the way but knock on this door and get candy. say trick or treat i would give harper candy if she knocked on my door i Absolutely. was pretty proud of her costume last year she was a narwhal and i was like i feel like i i played all my aces because that was a pretty cute costume what in the hell is a narwhal what you know, the whale with the horn a narwhal like an elf, like the unicorn like, whale. Bye, buddy. Oh, okay, cool. Which they're not fake. They're real. Madison's like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Madison's like, I didn't watch Elf. I just watched Halloween movies. <laughs> no, I watch Elf. That's cool. Goodness. Okay. Well. So 
that was kind of like the background on. Sorry. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Um, there have obviously. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Been many instances over the years of poisoned Halloween candy, but the most notable instance happened in Texas <laughs> in 1974. <laughs> What was happening? Your paper is oh. <laughs> It's because I'm using it like Evan's laptop and a double monitor, so it's I'm looking funny. at y'all on a different screen. And, oh, oh, I gotcha. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, so we're in Texas in 1974. Okay. Take a different time. Let's go all for, the way. For real. On October 31st, 1974, Halloween, in Pasadena, Texas, Ronald Michael Myers <laughs> killed his sister. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I mean... There's no knife, no stabbing in this, um, in this one. Okay. Uh, but Ronald Clark O'Brien took his two kids, Timothy and Elizabeth, trick-or-treating. The family was joined by a neighbor family, like a neighbor, and his two kids. So it was two dads, two ki- four kids, trick-or-treating in the neighborhood. Okay. The group um, is going down the block, ringing doorbells, and they get to a house where the owners don't immediately come to the door. So the kids obviously are patient and are like, screw this, we gotta go to the next house. How and long they do you run on? <laughs> well, so the kids ran on, and um, Mr. O'Brien was like, well, y'all go, and I'll stand here for a second and give the, these people a minute to get to the door. Right. And we'll see if they open. You know, maybe they're elderly or something. Um, so. The kids run on with the other neighbor dad. O'Brien stays at the house to give the owners a little bit more time. When he finally catches up to the group, he says that the neighbor came to the door finally and hands him um, and handed him five of the giant pixie sticks. Like, you know, the ones that are like they're hard plastic. So it's like they got the good candy. So Dang. it was good thing good thing dad waited. Um, he tells the group, or he tells the, he gives each of the kids in the group a pixie stick, and he tells them that it's their lucky day because rich neighbors were giving out expensive treats. <laughs> we uh, all love which, that rich house that has the full candy bars. The full size pixie sticks. <laughs> Evan insists on going to Sam's and getting full size candy bars to give out to our neighbor kids. Full house. You guys so, rock. Cute. That happened. You did that last year, right? Yeah, we give out. So he'll get like a thing. Of, um, Thing is, Snickers, he'll get some like Sour Patch Kids, like the big pack. So, but I'm like, you're gonna have even more kids this year because they're gonna be like, go to that house on the corner. (laughs) And I was like, I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on Halloween candy. Oh, you will, you will. Well, he will. (laughs) That I'm (laughs) he's mine and not me. We have separate bank accounts. (laughs) Um, so each of the kids get a pixie stick, and he has one left, and the group passes. Um, a boy that they the that O'Brien recognizes from church, like a little ten year old boy. So he's like, "Oh, hey, take this last pixie stick." So he hands it out. The kids get home, and obviously, you go through your candy immediately, and you pick out. Um, and Ronald O'Brien says, "You can pick one piece of candy out before you go to bed, and then you save the rest." Bad so, ten year old Timothy 
decides to eat his pixie stick first. Uh-oh. He was having trouble getting the sugar out, so O'Brien loosens the contents and gives it to him. Upon tasting the pixie stick, Timothy says it tastes bitter. So his dad gives him some Kool-Aid to wash it down. Oh, come on, dad. (laughs) It's not Pop Rocks and Coke. (laughs) Still, it tastes tastes bitter. It it tastes bitter. Here, wash it down with this. I'm not going to test it. It tastes like Comet. (laughs) (laughs) It tastes like rat poison. Just keep swallowing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we move on, did you guys see the girl in the news this week? Who went? Uh, she was a Texas mom on Facebook, and she uh, was giving her kids uh, Skittles as a treat. Oh yes, the zombie and, Skittles. Yeah, she kept giving them Skittles, and they're like, "Mom, this this tastes really bad." And she's like, "You're so ungrateful. I'm not going to give you anything anymore." And then she realized there were zombie Skittles, and like she every was, once in a while, there'd be some bad ones in there. She was giving them to them for like a month, and they were complaining the whole time, and she just thought they were being ungrateful, and it probably tasted like dead rotting skin. <laughs> I didn't even know they made zombie Skittles. Yeah. Yeah. Like bamboozled. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Bernie bots every flavored beans. Yep. You don't get the Harry Potter reference. Harry God, Potter, Madison. Madison. <laughs> you are 0 for 3 today. <laughs> you know what it is? It's I've heard it's COVID brain. I don't have a, a, a brain, brain anymore. Fog. Brain COVID fog. took my, my COVID. We'll let you blame it on COVID fog. Um, so his, it tastes bitter. He washes it down with Kool-Aid to get the taste out of his mouth. And almost immediately, Timothy began complaining of a stomach ache. Then he started throwing up. Then he started convulsing. Oh God. Uh, Ronald O'Brien said that he held Timothy while he was convulsing and the boy went limp in his arms. Timothy O'Brien, 10 years old, died en route (gasps) to the hospital less than an hour. I did not think he was after die. eating his pixie stick. Shit. Um, news about Timothy's death spread very quickly, and terrified parents all over the neighborhood turned their children's candy into the police department, fearing that it might have been contaminated. Halloween was officially ruined in Pasadena, Texas. Is Ronald calling up everybody he gave a pixie stick to? Well, yeah. So the police are like, oh shit. How many were there? There were five. We know we have one. Well, at least so. I remembered. I mean, like most times you're not going to remember like who you got candy from. I think it's right. pretty spectacular that, that this, it happened that way because otherwise like legit you as a parent are usually like walking and like, let them go up to the door by themselves and like would never know who, right. who gave you the candy. Well, but and would remember like, a full size pixie stick. Yes. Cause like, ha- you know, if you're given, if you just go buy the assorted bag from Walmart, so did six other people in your neighborhood. So, like, how are you supposed to know if that miniature Snickers bar came from that house, that house, or that house? Yeah. Um, but so there were five pixie sticks in total. Timothy had one. They had that one. His sister had the other. So they got that one back. The two neighbor kids had two of them. So they got those back. And then the little Um, boy from church. And so there was the church boy. Mm. So police call church boy's house and tell his parents, like, don't eat the pixie stick. We need it to test it. And his parents obviously freak out because if, you know, you're told that your child received something that could potentially kill them, you're going to lose your shit. Well, Um, and the kid died. I mean, geez. Yeah. So they rip apart his candy bag. They go through everything and they can't find (gasps) it. They oh, no. run upstairs and they find 
neighbor church boy asleep in his bed holding <gasps> an unopened pixie stick. Oh, oh he's not dead? Oh my god, I thought he was dead. Okay, I know. No, he's asleep. He had not he's been cuddling able... with his pixie stick. <laughs> well, you know, those big ones in their plastic, they're sealed, like yeah. stapled or whatever. And so he couldn't get it open. So he fell asleep holding it. Okay. Thank Whoops. God. Upon investigation of the five pixie sticks, it was determined that the top two inches of sugary goodness had been replaced with potassium cyanide. And oh, my gosh. What the hell? The pathologist said that in Timothy's pixie stick, there was enough cyanide to kill two full-grown adults. Jeez. And in the oh, remaining God. pixie sticks, um, in each pixie stick, there was enough to kill three to four grown adults. Holy crap. Is potassium cyanide just something you can go buy? Like, what is that? It's like you, a death drug. It's what they use for, uh, uh, isn't it, for the the injection, lethal injection, is it not? Uh, do they use potassium cyanide? I don't know. Well, you I've heard of people using it to kill people, but I don't, I yeah, can't remember. You yeah, you can buy it. I think you have to buy it from, like, you can't just, like, go buy it at Walmart, obviously, but, like, there are places that sell it, but it's usually. I was wondering, like, what purpose does it serve? Like, yeah. is it a cleaning agent? Is it? think it's a cleaning agent huh we'll have to do some research and figure okay. that out Potassium. i only hear it to kill people <laughs> right <laughs> it's the only um, purpose is to kill people i was about to say like what why was, we know it murders people what was the real purpose <laughs> right why doesn't it even exist well i was thinking it was um what is it it's the poison that's um like rat killer um yeah it starts rat with an poison. a doesn't it um but Anyway, so it was potassium, potassium cyanide. I don't know if you figure out what the common okay, use for it is. You can buy it on eBay. No, uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I don't know if eBay's where I'd be buying it. By the way, uh, now that we're searching this, we better not kill anybody. Right? <laughs> oh God! All three oh, of them okay. googled. So potassium cyanide is used in jewelry making, gold mining, and silver plating. Hmm. So probably a, jewel, have- a jeweler might have access. I don't have any of those hobbies, so. Me either, but apparently it's used in them. It says it releases hydrogen cyanide gas, a highly toxic toxic chemical asphyxiant that interferes with the body's ability to use oxygen. Exposure to potassium cyanide can be rapidly fatal. Well, Well, especially if it's enough to kill two adults and it's a little boy. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, police immediately start questioning Ronald Clark O'Brien because he is the one who had acquired the pixie stick from the neighbor's house. But he tells them he can't remember exactly which house it was. Um, Police were like, that's a red flag because it was raining that night. So they had only trick-or-treated down two streets. So Uh, out of two streets, when you specifically stated a house, you can't remember which one it was. Yeah. Who, who said they couldn't remember the, the dad, dad, the dead yeah. child? Yeah. Yeah. Who got we the sticks? He could not remember which house it was, even though he was the one who waited while everybody else ran off. And Is got he just so grief stricken that he's out of it and he's got COVID brain or what? Mm, I'm going to say there's no on COVID it. brain in this. You oh, better not no. be in on it. So, um, I thought it was weird he waited. <laughs> yeah. Like you go ahead. I don't do that. I'll wait. I'll get the candy. Oh, I have experience with this, and you do not wait by yourself. That makes you a weirdo. <laughs> well, and then not if even if you waited legitimately, then to tell police, oh, I don't remember where I waited. 
when right. you only went to two streets. Like, right. Come on now. Um, the police, the police suspicions grew when they canvassed. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. ...those streets and found out that none of the houses gave out pixie sticks. Huh. After walking the neighborhood with police three times, O'Brien finally took them to the house where no one had answered the door. He told police that the owner never turned the porch light on, but cracked the door and stuck out the five pixie sticks, like just stuck his arm through the door oh, and handed him the pixie sticks. He well, said he never saw the man's child? face. He never got a look at the guy. He said he just had a very hairy arm. That, that's <laughs> the only description that he could offer. This is the worst <laughs> excuse ever. Oh, yeah. Um, the house, and then I would the totally not be weirded out by giving them to my kids right away. I mean, what the... Right? Like, if that was a legit story, I'd be like, thank you, but no, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that hermit that just sticks trash. their hand out with the pixie sticks. That's some, like, it stuff. I... Like, Pennywise is going to stick an arm out the door and be like, eat these pixie sticks. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the house was owned by a man named Courtney Melvin, who was an air traffic controller at the William P. Hobby Airport. Records showed that Courtney had been at work until 11 p.m. on Halloween night, and almost 200 people confirmed his alibi. 200? So, like, everybody there. saw him. Huh. Like, he was definitely not home handing out pixie sticks. Who's the hairy-armed hermit? <laughs> there is no hairy-armed hermit. Police start digging a little deeper into O'Brien, and they turn up a few more red flags. He was over a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and this is 1974. Whoa. So the equivalent, the equivalent to that in today's money is five hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Damn. So homeboy was broke. He had work. I mean, your child's insurance policy is not going to be that high. So how's he going to get money from this? Like uh, suing Pixie Stick, or I mean, what the right. hell? Right. Um. What was his game plan? Well, it wasn't a good game plan. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it didn't it didn't make sense. Um, they also found out that O'Brien in the last ten years, like the ten years prior to the incident, had worked twenty one jobs. So wow. he worked two jobs a year. Oh basically. my god. He could not he couldn't hold down a job. I'll give it and, to the I'll give it to him. He at least he kept trying to get more jobs. I mean, like at some point most people that like don't want to work just legit just don't give work. Up. They just yeah. give up. Yeah. Well, yeah. like Who's hiring him? Job 19. And they're like, let's see your work history. And I'm like, this doesn't seem shady at all. And I'm sure he wife? wasn't honest Her about mom. it. They must be she, divorced. She's around. They're not divorced. She's around. She's but probably she was working. Not, yeah, she was not there um, for this Halloween. Or while they were trick-or-treating. 
um, O'Brien's current job at the time of the death of Timothy's death was at Texas State Optical, and he was actually about to be fired because he was suspected of theft. Oh, God. So, like, he wasn't about to keep job number 21 for long. Oh, my Lord. His car was about to be repossessed. He had defaulted on several bank loans, and his house was in foreclosure. Damn. Oh, um, Like many stories that we hear, um, police also found out that O'Brien had taken out a $10,000 life insurance policy on both kids in January that year, um, which today is about $51,000 in life insurance. One month before Timothy's death, he took out another life insurance policy on each child, this time for $20,000, oh which gosh. would have been about 100000 In total, the various policies that he, life insurance policies he had on the kids amounted to about $60,000, which would have been like $300,000 in today's money. But like, he was $100,000 in debt. Right. So I'll never somebody who wouldn't, who would, unless he owed money to somebody that was going to like legit kill him. Why would killing your kid be better than, you know, filing Getting for bankruptcy? Or, yeah. You know what I mean? What the hell is wrong with this guy? Well, and actually, and it was because he had policies on both kids and only Timothy died. So he was only going, if he collected legitimately on both of the policies, he was only going to get $30,000. Yeah. So like, that's not even a half of your debt. Like that's not going to do anything. But I'm well, sure maybe... if the other kid had eaten the pixie stick and both of the children had died, the insurance companies would have been like, mm. what the hell? <laughs> We're not yeah. well, out on this. I'm almost surprised that he didn't like give them both pixie sticks at the same time. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Or maybe maybe he was planning to give it to the girl and then saw his son die and was like, oh, no, maybe. I, I changed know. my mind. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't know it was going to do that. <laughs> I don't. He ha makes no sense. Um, even more suspicious than all of those red flags combined was that the morning after Timothy had died, O'Brien called the insurance agency to inquire about collecting on the policies. The day after? The morning after. Oh my God. So You're I doubt even... it had even been 15 hours. Wow. That's like a, didn't Chris Watts do that crap? Didn't he like, yeah. Well, not about the insurance. He, so didn't much he, he, he called like, to list the house, didn't he? Yeah. He did like some really weird stuff. He, t he with, uh, withdrew the kids from school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah. He did that. Oh, you freaking idiots. And I he mean, called the realtor the... to list the house. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Well, he called to, O'Brien called to try to get that $30,000. Jeez. Um, records show that he also traveled into Houston to visit a chemical supply store to buy cyanide shortly before Halloween. Mm -hmm. But the clerk at that store told him that the smallest amount he could buy was a, was five pounds. And so he left without buying any. So Is five pounds not enough? I think he wanted less than five pounds. Like he didn't want uh, extra cyanide oh, rolling around the garage. Yeah. <laughs> that would definitely seem suspicious yeah. if you have you all know. these bags of cyanide. Right. Um, police were actually never able to find out when or where O'Brien bought the cyanide, but they theorized that he had poisoned the, uh, the pixie sticks to collect it on his children's life insurance policies. And he had given the other kids the deadly pixie sticks to cover his, his tracks. That so, is like, so bad. If you had Terrible. just poisoned your own two kids, it's going to obviously look like it's you. But if you poison a couple neighborhood kids and, like, you know, random church boy, maybe you person. divert suspicion a little bit. Jeez, mm. Seriously, straight to hell with you. 
Um, Ronald Clark O'Brien was arrested on November 7th, 1974. So like literally a week later, this did not take any time. (laughs) Um, and he was indicted on one count of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. He pled not guilty. His trial started in Houston on May 5th of 1975. A chemist who was acquainted with O'Brien testified for the prosecution, saying that in the summer of 73, O'Brien contacted him asking about cyanide and how much would be fatal. That's the year before. before. The year before. Oh, my God. Family members testified that at at Timothy's funeral, O'Brien was talking about how he would spend the insurance money. And he (gasps) said they were going to go on a long trip or he was going to buy some stuff. What? what an asshole like at the funeral like i mean he, and don't I mean, you owe people what the hell are you gonna you're gonna use the money for fun yeah right what'd you kill your kid for then freaking like, nothing just to have some more money to play with what the to go on hell? a long trip oh. that's just ridiculous o'brien maintained his innocence throughout the whole thing and his defense attorney tried to raise reasonable reasonable doubt by urging uh, by using the urban legend of the mad poisoner of oh this was some weirdo poisoning kids on halloween um you know poisoning the candy and sticking razor blades in apple which like Using an urban legend as your defense is not <laughs> the most solid defense. Right. But that's I'm not sure that one's going to stick. That's apparently all he had. Um, the trial got a ton of media attention and news outlets all over the country started calling O'Brien the candy man and the man who killed Halloween. Mm. On June 3rd, 1975, the jury took just 46 minutes to find O'Brien guilty of capital murder and Damn. four counts of attempted murder, and he was sentenced to death. And all that was just like uh, paperwork. I mean, they're like, they probably right. went on the table, guilty, guilty, guilty. Okay, what else do we got to do? Yeah, right. they're like, oh, we technically have to like go through this evidence again. So, like, <laughs> right. here it is. Urban legend, no. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He spent his time on death row in the Huntsville unit in Huntsville, Texas. The former chaplain of the prison said that O'Brien was shunned and despised by his fellow death death row inmates and was absolutely friendless. Which Mm. good. Good. Right. Yeah. His first execution date was set for August 8th, 1980, but he got to stay. My birthday. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Like your exact birthday. Yes. Wow. He didn't die on your birthday. Good, I don't want him ruining my birthday. I know, that's my day. (laughs) He got to stay. His second date was set for May 25th, 1982, but that was also postponed. Judge Michael McSpaded um, scheduled his third execution date for the eighth anniversary of Timothy's death. It was going to be October 31st, 1984, and the judge offered to personally drive O'Brien to the death chamber himself. Damn. But that day uh, was going to make O'Brien be the first, it would be the first time that a Texas inmate would be executed by lethal injection. And so the Supreme Court delayed to like make sure it was humane. You know, he got to stay basically. Um, And he was not the first person executed by lethal injection in Texas. Um, The... Fourth execution date was set for March 31st, 1984, and O'Brien's lawyer fought for a fourth stay, but a federal judge denied the request. So shortly after midnight, March 31st, 1984, um, Ronald Clark O'Brien was executed by lethal injection. 
In his final statement, he maintained his innocence, stating that he felt the death penalty was wrong. He added, quote, I forgive all, and I do mean all, those who have been involved in my death. God bless you all. May God's be- God's best blessings be always <laughs> yours. Not he mention of his son that he killed. No responsibility. Like, he never admitted that he killed his kid. Never oh admitted God. it. Wow. Outside the prison, you know, people always kind of show up to gather. Yeah. 300 people gathered and cheered when his death was announced. Some wore Halloween masks and yelled trick or treat. Wow. <laughs> Which I thought was very fitting. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Timothy was poisoned by, Timothy was killed by poisoned Halloween candy, but it was his dad. His father. So it doesn't I really. I never would have guessed that going in, honestly. Uh-uh. Like, that's crazy. I know. Well, like, it fits the narrative of poisoned Halloween candy, but it doesn't because it was his dad. But over the years, there have been a couple other poisoned Halloween candy scares. Uh, so just to name a few. November 2nd, 1970, five-year-old Kevin Toaston of Detroit, Michigan, slipped into a coma and died four days later due to a heroin overdose. The initial report said that it was um, the Halloween candy had been laced with heroin, but it later came out that the boy had gotten into his uncle's heroin stash. And so to cover up, wow. they like te- they Pretended, put what was yeah. left on the Halloween candy. Wow. So not a true poisoning. In 1964, Helen Feel got annoyed that many of the kids trick-or-treating in her neighborhood were teenagers and not little kids. So Dang. she decided to prank the ones that she thought were too old. She made special goodie bags for teenagers containing still wool, dog treats, and ant buttons, like the ant killer buttons. What the hell? Oh gosh. Which well, they didn't, probably didn't eat them. She's uh, a Halloween yeah. Grinch. She handed out the bags and told the kids they were just a joke, but like you can't pass out arsenic to children no matter their age. Uh, so she was arrested and she pled guilty to endangering minors and was given probation. Um, in 1994, a Connecticut three-year-old was diagnosed with co- cocaine poisoning. His Halloween candy was immediately suspected, but there was no trace of any cocaine in the remaining candy. Hmm. They never 19- did figure it out. Yeah. Well, they said that he like had a bad habit of just like putting any and everything in his mouth. So they're like, they blamed it on the Halloween candy, but like the kids stuck probably everything in his mouth. Yeah. So it was probably something else. In 1996, a seven-year-old in San Jose collapsed after eating cookies and candy that he received while trick-or-treating. The lab reported traces of cocaine in his urine, but su- subsequent tests of him, um, of you know, they did on him and the candy came back negative. Which, like, I mean, drugs aren't free. Why right. are you going to waste your heroin or your cocaine poisoning neighborhood children? Like, that is just throwing money. I don't the get window. the thrill of that at all. Right. I don't, I don't no. understand it. Like, if I bought the cocaine, I'm going to do the cocaine. Like, that's mine. I'm not going to. Right. I would think that most people that are into that would probably feel that way. Exactly. (laughs) Which is why most of this, I feel like, are kind of bogus. In 1990, a 7-year-old girl in Santa Monica died while while she was trick-or-treating. Immediately, people suspected it was the Halloween candy, but it was later determined she died of a congenital heart failure. Uh. In 2001, a 4-year-old girl in Vancouver died 24 hours after eating her Halloween candy. Police urged parents in the area to trash all their kids' candy, but it was later determined she died of sepsis caused by a non-contagious form of streptococcus bacteria. Okay. 
in night um the so candy is getting blamed a lot and it really right, shouldn't. yeah right. like they were saying that like it, you have um a higher likelihood uh kids have a higher likelihood of being injured or killed by car accidents on halloween mm-hmm. um, oh, halloween yeah, 100%. Halloween's actually the fourth most dangerous holiday for child for child childhood injuries, and a State Farm study found that on October 31st, kids have the highest chance of being hit by a car compared to any other day. So obviously, you need to make sure if you're going to go trick or treating, your kids travel in groups. Make sure they can see out of their masks and that they look both ways before crossing the street. And have I like the that light lighted pumpkins. I like yeah, that reflectors. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. But so no poison candy, but an asshole dad. So wow, that's, that's crazy. Awful. I know. Poor guy. Poor baby. And of I course, know. that just like feeds into the urban legend of you know the creepy da- creepy house down the block is going to give out poison candy. Right. I do think. Be- oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say I do think they still do like some places will let X-ray your candy for you though. I think that's still a thing. Uh, watch out for crazy pixie sticks this year. And uh, I don't know, it's going to be yeah. a weird Halloween with it being on a Saturday night, first of all, COVID happening and like mm-hmm. football games and stuff in the South. Like, will a lot of people not answer their door because they're legit watching a football game? <laughs> what time are the Probably. games? Well, like the Alabama plays at night, like at six. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. do. That's yeah. what I was trying to. Well, that, like another thing with COVID, and I don't know if people who are like handing out candy at their house are going to do this, but like, experts were saying, you know, if you're doing like a trunk or treat or a fall festival or whatever, like have candy individually wrapped in like goodie bags so that the kids aren't reaching into a bowl, just grabbing candy, you know, and like potentially more germs. But I was thinking like, I obviously don't want to be touching anyone. I was thinking about just putting a bowl of candy out. That's a good idea. I saw the cutest idea and I was going to do it, but Evan with his, I want to give full size candy bars. Totally ruined it. No, so I saw this thing, and you like you get your little goodie bag with your you know miniature candies, yeah, and you tie it up and you use like white tissue paper and you make a little ghost and then you stick them in your yard and you tell the kids to go on a ghost hunt. Oh, cute! And like pick a ghost out of the yard and that's their candy. And I wanted to do that, but everyone was like, "I'm buying full size candy," and I was like, "Well, that doesn't work." Right. <laughs> like <laughs> that would be a big ass goodie bag. Right. Candy. I was like, no. That's a cute idea. Yeah, I don't know. Idea. That's another thing, though. Like, when, if you do put out a bowl of candy, like, obviously it's not a free-for-all, but, like, what do you put on your little sign? Like, please only take two. Do you or, have like, a ring? I do. Say, my ring is watching you. <laughs> only take one. Or only yeah. take two. And, like, if, if, if a I think the rings... in there, put on the ring and be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, totally. That would be so fun. In fact, uh, that, last year we had that happen, like, a bunch of times where uh, kids were getting freaked out by the rings because like everybody's got them now. And so they yeah. go up to the door and I think the, the people were waiting for somebody to take yeah. more and then they like scream at them. And oh I, my gosh. I mean, the ring is you like, you could have fun with that. Fantastic. You should play with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evan does that to me when I order pizza and he's not home and I go out and like, he'll yell at me while I'm getting the pizza from the pizza. He's like, girl. Hey, do you need another pizza without me? I don't think so. I've never actually heard like, I've never heard what it sounds like if you talk through it. I need to it get Sean to, like, test it. Is it, it loud? sounds like you're talking. I did scare the shit out of Sean one time, though, on the baby monitor in Harper's <laughs> room. Because <laughs> I don't remember if I told y'all about this, but she's got, like, a camera in her room. And he was in there. 
And like the notification went off, I was up here working or something, or I was at work and, um, he was like changing her diaper or whatever. And he's like talking to her. And then I went over the camera and I was like, good morning. And he was like, fuck (laughs) (laughs) you know what you should do. Oh my God. I just had the best idea. Okay. So you can either make a a thing like a, have a shirt and stuff it with stuff. Uh-huh. And then, like, put a pumpkin head or, like, one of the fake pumpkins and make it look like you put the candy in a person uh-huh. in a chair on your front yeah. porch. And then you can scream. Or, even better, <laughs> you could – one of you, if you really want to do it, could, like, sit there in what looks like a fake thing and then just wait for people to come up and, like, and actually – Yeah. <laughs> and then the little kids will be like, ah! Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's I don't want to sit on my front porch the whole time. <laughs> no, yeah. you have to be I like, I like I like the idea of screaming through the doorbell. Yeah. Because they wouldn't be expecting it. That'd be funny. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. What a good one. Well, I'll be careful. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Don't die. Don't eat the full-size pixie sticks. Yeah, if somebody (laughs) gives out giant pixie sticks, I might, like, you know, be a little leery. (laughs) Like, if you die, I hope it's not of uh, poisoning. I hope it's of COVID. Wait, (laughs) too soon? Too soon. Lord. You're Matt. allowed to say that because you had COVID. I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, well, this is pretty exciting. We should have a, an episode coming up with a special guest. Yeah, so um, I have met a professional polygrapher, a polygrapher, who... Uh, I was wondering earlier how to say I that. I was like, po- polygrapher? Like, polygrapher kind of sounds like calligraphy, but do you call them a polygrapher? I think it's polygrapher. That's what Bill said. Well, my partner on the air said, but we'll have to ask her. Jennifer is her name. (laughs) And I called her and she's really excited about doing a, uh, an episode with us so we can. And Oh, by the way, I asked her if she saw the Chris Watts documentary and she's like, Oh yeah, we got to talk about that. Oh, this is one of those times where I'm really pissed that we're not doing this in person because we could have gotten her to come up and like given one of us a polygraph. (gasps) I know. When things get normal, we should do it. Well, maybe. Where does she live? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean in town. So that would be cool. That that's a that's a good idea. We could talk about that. I'm excited to hear about if she can be like a human lie detector. And she doesn't even she she probably doesn't even need a polygraph at this point. Yeah. Well she yeah. said that her dad, you know, it's, it's his family business and her dad actually started it. And she said she didn't get away with anything when she I, was young. So <laughs> she'll have to tell us about that. And she said she's got some good cases she can tell us about, but she's gonna have to change like names and stuff because of that's laws. Fine. Yeah. Boo laws. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> privacy. My cool. privacy, privacy. That's Thanks. exciting. So that should be next week. Hopefully if we can get it all worked out. But I'm excited to talk to her. If you guys have questions, send them to us. Uh, Southern yeah. Disgrace at iHeartRadio.com. iHeartMedia.com. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Just shoot us an Instagram message. Yeah. We'll get your question. I feel bad for the people because, you know, we have all the socials linked to all of our phones. And, like, sometimes we'll look at them literally almost simultaneously. And, like, I'll respond. And then I'll see that one of y'all responded. And I'm like, oops, sorry. (laughs) One of y'all beat me to it. (laughs) But we love hearing from you guys. So keep them coming. All right. So happy Halloween. Stay safe. Don't end up like a State Farm statistic. (laughs) And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.